0: Support for the WSHU podcast Off the Path comes from Webster Private Bank with personalized wealth management services to help clients move forward confidently. WebsterBank.com slash private banking member FDIC. And from Au Pair in America, cultural exchange childcare for more than 30 years. Au in
1: There's a parking lot at the corner of 155th Street and Frederick Douglass Avenue in Harlem. Nothing special. But in 2012, a group of drag performers and their fans gathered for a day of dancing. Now for me! Now for me! You can imagine something like HBO's hit drag show, Pose. That parking lot was once the site of a building that hosted some of the neighborhood's earliest drag shows, which may date back to 1869, four years after the Civil War. It was called Rockland Palace. This is Off the Path from WSHU Public Radio. I'm Davis Donovan. I celebrate hidden histories on the road from New York to Boston. No one knows when or why the Rockland Palace became the center of New York's drag scene. We do know the venue held music, galas, and other social events. It also hosted a long-running annual masquerade party for the local chapter of a black fraternal organization called the Hamilton Lodge. The event was known as the Hamilton Lodge Ball.
0: The Hamilton Lodge Ball had just kind of disappeared in the historical record.
1: George Chauncey is a Columbia University history professor who wrote a book on New York's gay history.
0: When I started doing research in the Harlem newspapers to try to figure out the gay scene there in the 20s, I had no idea. Like so many aspects of the LGBTQ past, this one just got lost.
1: Chauncey says no one knows what the Hamilton Lodge Ball looked like in 1869, though some say attendees dressed in drag the first year. Some say that came later.
0: There might be two or 3,000 people showing up for the dance, half of them in drag and half of them their escorts, and as many as four to 7,000 people gathering outside the Rockland Palace to try to get a look at the fabulous gowns as the Queens came in, or even buying tables at the dance hall on the floor or seats in the balcony so they could watch the proceedings.
1: Chauncey says the ball really took off in the 1920s with the era known as the Harlem Renaissance.
0: Harlem developed a reputation as being the center of nightlife. It was often called the Paris of New York in the 1920s and had some of the biggest clubs, the Cotton Club, the Everglades, with famous performers like Duke Ellington and Cab Calloway.
1: Those venues were segregated. The performers were black, but the audience was white. Chauncey says the Hamilton Lodge Ball was different.
0: You had a primarily black audience looking down at the dance floor seeing black and white queens dancing together. It really kind of reversed the racial dynamic of so many interactions in those days where African Americans were subjects of the white gaze. Here you had white queens in a black-controlled space where they were being watched by straight black families.
1: Families with kids. This was considered wholesome entertainment.
0: And if you look at some of the photographs, you see These were very distinguished-looking trans women with really elegant gowns, and they were there to be admired, and the fact that so many people gathered outside to cheer them on. I've interviewed people who went there as kids, and everyone was gawking and just amazed by what an incredible performance the Queens were putting on.
1: Some people found it immoral. Chauncey says local black newspapers sometimes used language we now understand as homophobic. They called the attendees perverts, pansies, and worse. Sometimes their tone was just confusion with a hint of approval.
0: So sure, there was some snide reaction and and certainly bemused reaction, but there was also just downright astonishment at what these queens were able to do. And I have to say a lot of admiration for it.
1: The last Hamilton Lodge Ball took place in 1938. Chauncey says the city started to crack down on what they saw as indecent behavior in preparation for the 1939 World's Fair in Flushing Meadows, New York. Police raided the place and arrested 15 people. It was one of many raids of gay establishments in the decades before the Stonewall riots. The Rockland Palace was torn down in the 1960s and replaced with that parking lot. Then half a century later, its story got renewed attention. Activist and drag performer Twiggy Pucci Garcon collaborated on a documentary about New York's drag scene. They learned about Rockland Palace through their research into drag history.
2: We're like, well, obviously that corner is still there, but what's there? So we went and discovered it was a parking lot and came up with a crazy idea of like doing a public art project.
1: a bus, a bus. The organizers turned the parking lot into a drag ball in 2012. Queens strut under a tent in colorful blue and green costumes, covered in sequins and peacock feathers. They called the event the reincarnation of Rockland Palace
2: concept is really centered in the word reincarnation and this idea of being reborn into the world. And so much rich history happened there. And so many people weren't aware of the place because the physical structure, the brick and mortar structure isn't there anymore. It was a bit of like reclaiming the space as our own as it was a century ago.
1: For just one night, Twiggy says the spirit of the Rockland Palace lives on in the culture that's made Harlem a cross point for Black history and LGBTQ history.
2: It was a black Mecca and continues to be a black Mecca. It just, it, that, that is what Harlem is. And it's no coincidence that it was during the Harlem Renaissance that these drag balls became really big. A lot of artists who we know from that time were also queer, and that story often gets invisibilized. Harlem is that place.
1: Twiggy Poochie Garcon would like to see some recognition at the site of the Rockland Palace someday. To let passersby know, this is no ordinary parking lot. This is Off the Path from WSHU Public Radio. I'm Davis Donovan, bringing you forgotten stories on the road from New York to Boston.